Hey, I'm excited to share some of my conversation with Brittany Kaiser. Brittany Kaiser is the former business development director of Cambridge Analytica and subject of the Netflix original documentary, The Great Hack. She's co-founded uh, Data, a non-profit lobbying firm that's helping people to control their own assets. She's created this other thing, Own Your Own Data. She's a good person. She's really switched on human being. Now, what I do want to say as well was uh, she got a book called Targeted, <laughs> a book about if you've been targeted uh no what's that book about again oh, i can't find that bit it's going to be about all of this stuff isn't it being on the inside a whistleblower's inside story of how big data trump and the face facebook broke democracy now in this bit of the conversation um britney who's a damn good interview and me talk about mark zuckerberg and edward snowden two figures flung up by the digital cyber tech world one a hero and one a very powerful baron of the cyber territories. Have a listen. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you like this, by the way, you should subscribe to Luminary. That's where Under the Skin is housed. There's loads of uh, fantastic original shows, not only Under the Skin with me, but Karamo's on there with his brilliant podcast. Loads of brilliant people. Uh, Lena Dunham is on there. Do you know any other people that are on there yet, Django? Yeah, well... Are you going to say Rain Wilson yeah, and Reza Aslan again? We always listen to. <laughs> That's right. Why don't you do some research? You can get a subscription for as little as $2.99 every month, yo, with their annual plan, plus a seven-day free trial to get you started. Visit luminarypodcast.com to start your free trial. Not available in all markets. Subject to your local currency. You might be on a pirate ship. Paying in doubloons. You might be on the moon. Paying in cheese. You might live deep under the sea and pay in crab claws. But you should know there is a clause. Not available in all markets. Subject to local currency terms apply. Yeah. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not a successful route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand. Under the skin. See Mark Zuckerberg, how the hell... Like, don't you sometimes meet tycoon billionaire people or even presidents or prime ministers and think, how come you? How come you? Like, so like Mark Zuckerberg, is it, do you think it's just like a boy that found a lucky coin? Like, because it's not just enough to have, you know, as the film famously <laughs> explains, to have invented Facebook. It's like the, the subsequent activity. Do you, what, how does that, how does one person find themselves in such a powerful position where they can literally say no to a sovereign government? So, you know, with Mark, unfortunately, it was kind of insidious from the beginning. Uh, if you see a lot of uh, the the transcripts from his AOL instant messenger conversations with his friends uh, at Harvard, you know, he, he would say like, hey, I've got the data of thousands of students around campus. I know where everyone lives. I know it. I know like if they're in a relationship and with whom I, they just give me their data. Fucking idiots. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like this was the intention from the beginning, which was to take as much data from people as possible to use it for his own benefit. 
Oh, really? You think that from the get-go, you knew that like this is a data harvesting machine that's going to be very, very powerful rather than, hey, everyone can hang out and be pals. It wasn't, it was never that. No, I think he knew what he was doing from the very beginning and has now turned into, you know, one of the world's largest uh, data behemoths. But, I, you know, Facebook isn't just a data company, it's an influence company. And they have the ability to influence, you know, I suppose up to 2 billion people, although probably half their members are bots. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you can really influence a bot. You can tell exactly what to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you feed enough data into the algorithms, then maybe they'll become positive instead of just trolling everybody for a living. But, it, you know, that's, that's not how artificial intelligence uh, works all the time. Another thing I wanted to know about and what is your perspective on, see in that program or film rather, like I can't remember, maybe it's called Citizen Four, the Edward Snowden documentary, the bit, there's a bit sort of when I think there's footage or at least sound recordings of him when he's first dealing with the journalists like Glenn Greenwald and all them lot, like that, uh, and he's like, this phone, they can listen to you through this right now, get that out of my room, like he's in this sort of mad state, like a wizard or something that sort of like can see different layers of reality, like... Do you identify with that? And what's your perspective on him generally? Yeah, I mean, my perspective on him as well as many other whistleblowers is that they're they're heroes. Uh, mm. You know, I going through the process myself of what uh, we call a crisis of conscience. It means that you have realized that you are in a situation where you are privy to some pretty bad things going on around you. And if you're privy to that information, it means you've been a part of it. So you have a very scary choice to make, which is, uh, you know, do I continue to stay here and keep my mouth shut? Or do I jump off a cliff without knowing if I have a parachute or if it works? Because... Mm. That's what that is. And, you know, people like uh, like Edward and Julian Assange and Chelsea Manning have all lost their liberty. Wow. Because of the choice that they made. Yeah. You know, me and Chris Wiley are two of the lucky ones. We still can move around. Uh, we have not been arrested. As far as I know, we haven't had, you know, too many altercations with pe people physically coming after us, but it's not the same for most whistleblowers, actually. You know, a lot of people lose their liberty. A lot of people are targeted for the rest of their life, can never get a job again, are physically attacked, um, have safety concerns for even members of their family and their friends and their business colleagues. So it's, um, yeah, it's a pretty big decision to make. And, you know, somehow we ended up having an issue that resonated with people. Uh, and we got so many people on board to this, you know, wider campaign of how do we change things? How do we protect people's privacy? How do we protect people's data? How do we protect our elections? And everyone seemed to actually care, which, you know, I think the last time people cared about data was when Edward came out. And they were, they thought, okay, well, you know, it's the NSA prison project, so like be scared of our governments. But they didn't understand about the company's side, the corporate side of this, and that every single thing that you use every day, every move that you make, every purchase, every step that you take is being bought and sold and recorded. 
and made into a multi-trillion dollar industry to exploit as much value out of you as possible and not give much of anything in return. You know, that's what mm-hmm. didn't stick with people uh, with, with Edward's words. They thought, oh, government, not, oh, the tools that I use in my daily life that are built by giant corporations that don't give a damn about me. Hmm. Stop buying stuff and denounce your government and set up your own autonomous collectives. These seem to be the first two things. <laughs> Easy steps to make. Um, Like, there is no political party in America or the UK that are like, hey, Edward Stone and that dude's a hero, man. So let's just get him out of Russia. Come home. We'll give you a medal. Chill. Like, whether it's the Democrats under Obama or the current Democrats or Trump, that guy, he's threatening our security. No one's pro Edward Snowden, right? And yet it's difficult to countenance your claim that he is a hero. Yeah, well, you know, there are very strict uh, government uh, agreements that he signed in order to take on uh, a role of importance to national security. And I totally understand the importance of those agreements. But when you find out that laws are being violated, you know, people's personal human rights, the human rights of of people abroad, which was originally what drew me to WikiLeaks when they released the Iraq war files. I was um, a a war crimes researcher (laughs) at the time. So all of a sudden I'm being given primary source material about both, you know, international laws, human rights laws that that were broken um, very flagrantly. And, you know, the people that are releasing this information are doing it for the public good. You you know, you can Mm -hmm. you can say the ways in which some of the information was released, put some people at risk. And I I totally understand that and that they agreed to keep government secrets. Totally understand that. But when the information you're releasing has a wider significance for the world where people have the right to know the truth about, you know, laws being broken against them, their rights being violated. Uh, you know, I, I think that that should supersede uh, a lot of these other rules and regulations. You know, Daniel Ellsberg was an incredible man who I had the opportunity um, to, to spend some time with. Uh, he, he now leads, you know, a, a very happy life, even though he's had quite a hard time of it. But he released the Pentagon Papers that, you know, created the Watergate scandal or he didn't create it, but, you know, his releasing of of the documents Mm. allowed all of that to go down. And because he was weeding out government corruption, you know, eventually, you know, he's a national hero for sure. But somehow some of these other people are are not getting the same sort of respect. I suppose because it would have a meaningful impact on the ability of the powerful to continue to operate with impunity. And in a sense, it, it exemplifies that contract that exists between the governed and, uh, and the governing. We will protect you, but in order for us to protect you, you have to grant us your freedom. And that's sort of like that, the beginning of like, in, the feudal systems and sovereignty requires that relationship. We will protect you. We need your taxes. This is how it's going to go down. Um, I feel like I read at some point point that there was no sort of uh, provable case of any fatalities or casualties as a result of WikiLeaks. I feel like I read that at some point. Join me at Luminary. Go luminarypodcast.com for more of this stuff at the potentially low, low price of $2.99. 
Thank you.